that's true. I guess it makes sense now. When you put it like that, jerk. <laughs> God, I hate you guys. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode five of the Omnibus Podcast. Tagline here. My name is Luke Ostrider, <laughs> and uh, I don't want to be here today. <laughs> I don't want to be. I'm not even supposed to be here today. To my left, I have Denny. <laughs> That's true. He is Denny. They're very powerful. <laughs> I refuse to ever do a normal introduction. They're all going to be unnatural and painful. I'm cutting you off right now. In front of me is Adam Lugabill. Uh, that was slightly better. <laughs> All right, we have a big show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the two super giant cons that happened in our favoriteest of hobbies. Indeed. Which are the E3 Electronic Something Something Expo. <laughs> Entertainment, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I'm just being a jerk. Ah. Uh, We've established that. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Pre show that Luke is a jerk today. <laughs> Uh, and aside from that, we're also going to be talking about the San Diego Comic-Con. That's correct. San Diego. San Diego. Exactly. Which is not L.A., which <laughs> did get hit by an earthquake today. Depending on how when we publish this. Yes, <laughs> it may true. or may not have been yes. today. Well, I like to throw some things in there so that like A four weeks point. from now, <laughs> when I actually put this episode up, people will know. Okay, uh, we're going to start out with uh, how you've been living your life. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Should we roll the, for initiative? <laughs> well, I have to die somewhere. <laughs> I've been watching Generation Kill, mm. which is excellent. It's a new... That's like The Wire in Iraq. <laughs> it's so much like The Wire in Iraq now. Um, <laughs> it's a new HBO miniseries that's going on this summer by the creators of The Wire, Ed Burns and David Simon. This one is the first show that they've done, I think, that isn't based on one of their own books. This one's based on um, reporting that a guy named Evan Wright did during the beginning of the Iraq War. And we've, I guess Luke's been watching it as well. Adam's Tebow and this stuff. Didn't yeah. get a chance to see it yet. But, I've, uh, I've taped all the episodes but haven't watched them. You're going to love it. Yeah. Spoiler. There's soldiers. <laughs> Spoiler. There's war. There's lots of singing. It's really, really good. It's like this very strange road trip <laughs> through Iraq. It's like a road trip show except with war. And <laughs> it's kind of like Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> what? No. I don't know. It's great. It's one of those shows where, like, there's a lot of moments where you're not sure whether you're supposed to be laughing or really upset about what's happening. And that's really cool. And that is, like, every five minutes, someone says something, and you're like, oh. And you, like, kind of want to laugh, but at the same time, you're like, that's really, really offensive. And I'm not sure if that's funny. <laughs> but yeah. I, it's definitely some crude humor. Oh, yeah. So does it have the feel of, like, Full Metal Jacket? Well... Kind of it, I think that things that it takes from other war movies. The one thing that I think it takes from other war movies really well is the idea of showing lots of young men from different areas of America who mm -hmm. are all kind of at the same social class. Like they're all none of them got to like opt out of war. You know, they all didn't really have a lot of other options or came to the military for one reason or another. But it does an even better job of Full Metal Jacket. I think of like each character their dialect is like so specific and they yeah. all have their own slang and it's really cool to see that you get the feel that they've been with each other for so long that they're all talking in like a different language but they all understand each other and i think that that's one of the things the show does that's the best and that's yeah. something that the wire did as well it yeah made you want to understand this that. language yeah the wire is really really good at creating like a not creating but reflecting the the local yeah dialect very exactly. well. exactly yeah i think that's something the show does as well but 
Yeah, I think that if you like The Wire or any military show or just journalism in general, you're probably going to want to check out Generation Kill. It's even, up on On Demand. Even outside of that, I mean, it's just a really good show. Oh, yeah. Same I'd with, recommend it to anybody. Yeah. I mean, I guess comparisons to The Wire are basically necessary. Yeah. You can't avoid them. But, I mean, it's, it's like that in that you're going to enjoy the show just because it's really, really good. Absolutely. All right. What have you been up to, Adam? Well, I just started reading the Scud the Disposable Assassin trade. Yay! <laughs> nice. It's very series. big. <laughs> you kind of feel like you might hurt yourself when you read it because it's so heavy <laughs> in your hands. Um, <laughs> wow, they should put that on the back of the book. <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's very, very weird. You want to say a little bit about what it's about? No, not really. Nah, it's, they can it's, figure it it's out. Like, well, there's an assassin. Wiki and there's, a, there's, a, there's this robot that's supposed to be a disposable assassin that someone buys out of a vending machine to kill this monster. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of these robots is when they kill their target, they self-destruct. This robot figures it out, and he's like, fuck that! I'm not killing this thing! <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. a great premise. <laughs> so instead of, instead of killing it, he puts it in the hospital and keeps it on life support (laughs) it's really good that's awesome yeah other other things that i've been doing include um yeah eating indian food right which is delicious delicious that's a fact we had a pre-show lunch today yeah after which i passed out for several hours (laughs) if you're one of the if you're one of the fanboys up on twitter you would have known that we went to the indian pavilion for lunch today yes (laughs) i actually was gonna mention i forgot i was gonna mention during my what have I been up to that I've been Twittering? The, the, Out the of control Twitter, Twittering? The Twitter site is addictive beyond belief. Oh my god. So if you, don't know, if you don't know what Twitter is, it's the, it's a social networking site. It's been around for a while, but it's kind of the new hot shit. Um, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's just, you know, you just say what you've been doing or what you are doing. It's fun. It's easy. And we can stalk people like Warren Ellis. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would work better with the soundboard. Yeah, we'll have one eventually. But yeah, find us on Twitter, Omnibus Podcast. Yeah. We'd enjoy some followers. That's I'll throw that up in the show notes. Yes. Do it. Show notes. Yeah, show notes. Oh <laughs> Luke, what have you been up to? Oh man. I've been playing uh this year's version of Final Fantasy Four on the DS. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's pretty. And okay. it's got voice acting, and I'm a sucker. So let me ask you a question. Are you going to buy every single game that Square re-releases? I'm going to give you an answer. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. All right, he admits it. I have no. no problem with that. I just need to know. No, it's this is actually, like, it's not a straight-up port of the Super Nintendo version like last year's Game Boy Advance <laughs> version is. It's a... It's like if you've played Final Fantasy three for DS, it's kind of that new school Nintendo DS three D graphics that only Square seems to be capable of making, and it's it's really pretty. It doesn't have the kind of uh, combat bugs that the GBA version had, where the active time battle system was all wonky, and um, it's really great. It's got some, it's got a few additions. Like uh, there's a little character. Who's like a little rabbit? His name's Naming Way, and in the original game, all he would do is change your character's names. But since there's voice acting in this version, you can't really do that. So he's like, "Oh man, I'm useless." And he <laughs> goes on this like existential journey throughout the entire game, where he keeps changing his own name to reflect wow. his different hobbies. 
It's great. It's it's the most riveting story of 2008. <laughs> really? That's a bold statement. Wow. <laughs> most riveting story of 2008. Yeah. Throw that on the back of the box. So was it, wait, was Final Fantasy IV the one with, the, with like... Final Fantasy IV was released here as Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo. Right. It's the one with the Dark Knight and the, the Summoner. Everyone's Batman. got no. The one where they are surprised. <laughs> that was my only contribution town, to this right? conversation. It, it's the one where every couple seconds someone goes super altruistic and kills themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone's like, ah, uh, if I cut myself, I'll save everyone. And then everyone else is like, well, not really. You don't have to. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. But it's really good. Um, awesome. It's, it's not quite the definitive version because it's missing the uh, extra dungeons from the Game Boy Advance version. But, um,. It's still, it's a good play, and it's very pretty. And they're not paying me to say this. <laughs> I don't believe yet. you at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, well, let's move on. Uh, I think we're going to talk about movies. Two big movies came out since the last time we decided to uh, cast our pods. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> let's start with Hellboy. All right. Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Hellboy 2, Electric Boo. Just when you thought. <laughs> Just when you thought it couldn't get any sillier. Man. Just when you thought it couldn't be more Hellboy. How how do we feel about Hellboy? I liked Hellboy. I'm gonna throw that out there. Um, I liked it more than I liked the first one. I still I didn't think it was like it wasn't even close to the best movie I've seen this summer, I don't think, but put that on the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> I really Hellboy two, not the best movie of summer two thousand. Jenny Conley, Omnibus Podcast. But I didn't but there was nothing I didn't like about it. Um it it was everything about the first movie that I liked and more, you know? It was all about Hellboy and Abe and Liz, and they were all really, really funny, and they did this, it did such an awesome job of making them all so human, and, and like, you could just relate to them so well, and I really, really liked that <laughs> aspect of it, I don't know, I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Uh, I'd agree that it's not, it's not the best movie, but it's, it was really good, I mean, it's, it was Hellboy. I mean, they really uh, they focused on the BPRD characters mm-hmm. a lot, which I liked because I think they're really interesting rather than human guy, what is his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it had some of the best environments in a movie since, like... Oh, yeah, it was cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably the best monster with eyes everywhere since Pan's Labyrinth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, has there been another? I mean, really? Well, that was the joke. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. I get jokes. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Adam? All right. Well, this may be one of the ones where we disagree a little bit because I can't wait. I'm, it's it's been five episodes of us agreeing on everything, so I kind of want to be like I hated it, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but the thing is that um, after I watched it, I really was kind of like, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. And and I kept thinking like the acting was great, the action scenes were fun, it was super pretty. But at the end of it, I just kind of felt like, okay, that was a movie I watched. And I'd yeah. watch it again, but it wasn't anything special. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I almost felt overloaded with stuff. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I feel like he was like, I want to go here, and then I want to go there, and I want to show this big monster, and then this little monster, and then this and this and this. And then when the movie ends, you're like, whoa, what just happened for two hours, yeah, you know? I'm kind of okay with that. It's kind of like a visual picture book. <laughs> and see, I'm kind of not okay with it. Like, I, I kind of felt like it. The the comic books are so full of plot and character, That's and, true. and, and the movie, 
And lore, absolutely. Yeah. And the best parts of the movie were those parts. Yeah. The scene at the beginning, I thought, with the, the storybook about the Golden Army was yeah, probably my favorite cool. part. That was very cool. Um, the stuff with, with Abe and Hellboy talking was cool. I did think that Abe's whole falling in love thing was kind of forced. Whatever, man. Fish needs love, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I it was very, very well done. I just I kind of felt like... Yeah, I, I think that maybe the the story itself kind of just fizzled out toward the end. And it was yeah. background it just, to it, the imagery. It started out strong, and it just it didn't really follow through. But yeah. the best part of the movie for me was definitely on an aesthetic level. Like, I really liked the giant Princess Mononoke tree monster. <laughs> yeah. That was wonderful. I was geeking out. <laughs> yeah, that thing and, was awesome. Uh, I think when they went to the... Well, the troll village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was like really cool. That was yeah. like I was getting some Star Wars vibes from that. That was, was just like very creatures reflective being everywhere. Of, of like the first time they walk into the bar in Star Wars. I think yeah. visually, you you can't ask for anything more than what Hellboy Two gave oh, us. Yeah. It was so stunning, and it was just really really cool. Yeah, I so, mean, and they I think they did a really good thing blending kind of stop motion animation and the CGI stuff, yeah. so that. You don't know which is which. Like, I really don't think it was easy to tell. No, I... I and, um... <laughs> I wouldn't have known that that's what they did if I hadn't read about it. Right. Um, so, Hellboy 2. It was okay. The <laughs> oh, I, feel ba- I feel bad. Like, I feel like... It's, it's we really all liked it, bad, but we can't but say any... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just... You know, you should see Hellboy 2. It's fun, and it's worth seeing, and it's worth the price of admission. But don't go expecting it to be... a great movie it's yeah we're that's so true fucking jaded yeah. <laughs> we, just can't, we can no longer feel that's... i don't know what it is and i really hate saying that but i really didn't love the movie the way that i kind of thought i could i like, like yeah like with all the good stuff they had going like how good guillermo del toro is as a director yeah. and how good all of the actors they got were and how great the special effects were i should have loved that movie and it's I just it seems like that the movie did not equal the sum of its parts I agree. I'm, yeah. I, I don't even... Someone should really check their work next time. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree? Email us at... <laughs> Omnibus Podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right, so uh, the other big movie, The Dark Knight. Do we want to talk about one of the cons first before we get to Dark Knight, or should we go right into it? Let's go right into it. All right, let's, let's do it. Sucked. Hated it. <laughs> Worst movie ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, I think more like Keith. Sucks at being Joker. That was terrible. Wow. Bad. All right. So let's let's, sit down. let's disagree a bit because here's there's more room for disagreement with, with the Dark Knight. But let's just start off by saying that we all like the movie. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. Go uh, see it. Holy crap. Very very good movie. <laughs> now let's but, start making fun of it. But let's talk. Well, let's 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 see. For for starters, Heath Ledger. Holy crap. That was amazing. Yeah, if there's oh, yeah. ever if you ever had a doubt that Heath Ledger could act, <laughs> well, you shouldn't because he's been actually really really good in all. If the you just if you just saw The Knight's Tale wow. on TBS wow. this weekend, yeah, don't get me started. Wasn't he a Knight's gay Tale. guy once too? <laughs> what? I'm offended. Um, <laughs> the Audiobus Podcast more offensive than ever. Wow, I've been waiting to use that one. <laughs> I'm gonna um, give you many opportunities. Wow. Okay, but anyway. The Joker, he just yeah. steals the show like, in every way. I mean, there, yeah. there's all kinds of hype behind his performance, and holy crap, like, dude, he lives up to it. He's yeah. really, really good. I was scared. Yeah. 
We're not shocking anybody by saying no. This, no, is, this is all good. news, yeah. but I I dare you to look for Heath Ledger in that movie, and yeah. you're not gonna find him. Yeah. Even during the monologues, yeah. he has a few monologues that are a couple minutes long, and you can stare and listen, and you won't hear or see Heath Ledger even a little bit. I'm gonna go ahead and say that he is the best Joker since Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, and Mark Hamill didn't have to look the part. That's, That's right. <laughs> Though he did. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he's looking a little disheveled lately. Um, so okay, um, Luke, what do you what did you think of it overall? I I loved it. I really really loved it. Um, I was a big fan of Batman Begins, and I think that it's really I think Batman Begins was a great origin story. And I think it set this movie up great. Uh, one of my biggest problems with that movie was Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. and then they're like, hmm, how could we fix the sequel for Luke? I know, we'll put Maggie Gyllenhaal in it. <laughs> that was just for you. It's like someone was catering directly to me. They read your blog? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I, I just, I think it was absolutely wonderful. I didn't expect, um... Spoiler you, alert. You know, yeah, spoiler alert, maybe. But I'll say, I was expecting the Joker to be the main villain the entire time. I really, I had, I didn't see the inclusion of other villains coming in so soon. It was... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll go next. Okay, <laughs> since this is gonna work its way down the scale, I think yeah, probably. to a degree. Um, I like the movie a lot, and it's one of the best movies I saw this summer. I gave it five stars on Netflix. <laughs> if, that t- if that tells you what I think of it, but I don't even think it's close to as perfect as people are making it out to be. I think that it has a lot of problems, and people are kind of overlooking them, and that. As we get further and further from the release date and people look back on it more, maybe more people will come out and talk about them. Yeah. What did you think, Adam? I, I definitely agree with that. I actually think that the movie is is great in in atmosphere and all the acting is amazing. Um, but I think that especially the way that the movie is put together is flawed. There are a lot of instances in the movie where things just kind of happen and it's so exciting and, and it's so neat that you can easily gloss over those, mm-hmm. but those are not necessary flaws for a movie like this to have. Christopher yeah. Nolan's a good director, and there's no reason why he needed to have scenes that were so jarringly yeah. weird. Like there were some serious editing <clears throat> problems, and those are those are the problems that hold it back from perfection. Really? Yeah. Because they're not <laughs> they're not overlookable. I, yeah, I don't think. I agree. I mean, it's not they, like they jarred me when I watched it the first time multiple times. And wow. I mean, we can't talk about them in detail on the show, do you suppose? But you watch that movie and, like, don't even look for it. You'll feel it. There's moments when you're like, something's missing there. We, there was another part of that scene that got cut either because they wanted to get PG-13 or because they wanted to bring the time down. There were Wait, many instances on. when How, things were left out. Here's something I don't understand. How is this movie PG-13? <laughs> Holy crap. I was like, I had night. I'm like in my 20s and I was having nightmares <laughs> there's a there's um, some stuff on the internet about that about some people who think that Uh-oh. movie shouldn't have gotten a PG-13 rating yeah. I don't want to get too much into the conspiracy theories but the <laughs> some, most interesting some money changed hands the most interesting one I read is that and I don't I'm not saying that this is true but that most of the violence in the movie is directed towards minority people minority men uh, minority men in, in specific and there's certain people who believe what do you mean perhaps, certain people perhaps correctly <laughs> that um, the ratings board 
would not have given the same movie an FPG-13 wow. rating if they had all been white. I mean, that's, that's... spoiler alert, the Joker shoots a black man in the face with a shotgun <laughs> on screen, and the movie got a PG-13 rating. Well, when you say it like that, I really can't believe it. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not just that. It's that there were lots of opportunities where it looked like he was about to hurt white people or things yeah. like that, and he didn't, or they cut away, you know? All yeah. of the hardcore violence we see in that movie is towards minorities. And I'm not saying that I, I agree with this. Like, I mean, it's definitely there. You watch the movie, it's there. You can't deny that. And I'm not saying why or how it's there, but it's possible that during editing, some things happened. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to rewatch this. I, and really there are definitely, there's definitely white people that get killed in this movie. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. no bones about well, it. See, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of people that get killed in this movie. Yeah. But how many of them get killed on screen? I don't care. No, I mean, but if, <laughs> this is how many one of the, people get brutally killed by writing implements. Yeah, I know. You know, like, on <laughs> yeah. screen. <laughs> so this is another one of the flaws that it's hard to talk about without mentioning specific scenes. Yeah. So maybe a few months from now we'll come back and reflect yeah, on the rating of The Dark still, Knight. Well, I mean, we don't know when this episode's going to go up. But uh, <laughs> I'd say as of now, it's probably a little too early to talk about. I don't know. Oh, a yeah. lot of people have seen The Dark Knight. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. It did make more money than any movie ever in the history of it did, Isn't it second? It's it still has to catch Titanic. Does it? Yeah. yeah. They, they're actually saying that it might, which is terrifying. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> like to think that a movie could catch Titanic. Whatever, Titanic sank, man. It's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, Batman's wears a mask. <laughs> so another thing that I had a problem with in the first movie that I think they might have been reading my blog about. <laughs> was like the bat tank and this might be a spoiler but the bat tank explodes and then a this motor, is a spoiler a freaking motorcycle comes out of the bat tank it's like how can you redeem that stupid vehicle <laughs> any better than that that was cool so yeah I had two problems I had a problem with Katie Holmes and I had a problem with the bat tank and they were both solved I'm happy Excellent. there's nothing I can say about I don't, edit it however you want <laughs> so before we move on to the next segment let's just say whether you thought it was the best movie of the summer or not, and if you didn't, what you thought the best movie of the summer was. I think that it was the best movie of the summer. Uh, I haven't seen Wally yet, but okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm sticking with Iron Man still. Adam, I really liked Iron Man a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I think that the hard thing about Dark Knight is how dark it was. Like it's just dark not, night. it's not gonna be dark night, dark. <laughs> I think that it's I think that Iron Man was a really really perfect superhero movie and I wanted to like Dark Knight as much and I'm not sure I did so we'll see how they rate, rate when we watch them the second time yeah yeah. because I've only seen either one once but they're both extremely good movies we had a yeah. we were lucky this summer oh yeah I th when you think about this summer compared to last summer in movies it's like a world of difference last summer I mean I don't want a couple of movies that I just last summer wasn't a summer for movies for me. It was Transformers, Shrek Three, Pirates Three, Spider Man Three, which, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it as much as I wanted to like it. And all, I, all I can't three think of, of those a, movies were disappointments. Yeah, I like Spider Man Three a lot, but I, I'm like the only person. Oh, so. I, I yeah. you know what? I like Spider Man Three. I didn't like it as much as the other two, and I think well, yeah. it, I think it was a disappointment from its pedigree, but not yeah. not necessarily a bad movie. But then this summer, I mean, I think we've all been happy with every movie we've seen all summer. Yeah, even Definitely. Hellboy 2, with our faint <laughs> praise. Yeah. 
<laughs> all right, so also I watched uh, Step Brothers and it was oh, really yeah. funny. So I don't I'm want to talk really... about it too much since these two haven't yeah. seen it yet. But... I want to see it. So Adam saying ignore the bad reviews and go see <laughs> it know, anyway. Yeah. Every time I see a new Will Ferrell movie, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I just ignore it until someone forces me to watch it, and then I end up loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that the critics just tend to not like his movies, but they tend to be pretty darn good. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, but critics do like John C. Riley. It seems like I don't know. You don't think? I mean, they hated I mean, Talladega Nights. The critics, well, yeah. and that movie's that movie's smart. I really like that. I movie. think that that's actually Talladega a Nights, really, really yeah. funny movie. So, and the more times I watch it, the funnier it gets. Yeah, did I, I see uh, Walk Hard. I, did I haven't. I heard. I keep hearing really good things yeah, about so it. Yeah, so do I. I'm probably gonna have to watch. I it. saw the trailer and I was like, man, I like John C. Riley, but it's just I don't like I, like, I don't like parody movies. And then I hid. And I love Johnny Cash, and I'm like, man, don't be mean. <laughs> and I was like, I can't watch this. But now here it's so funny, I'm just going to have to go see it. Jenna Fisher's in there, right? Yeah. She's I a don't know. She's she... enough to watch any movies. Should we do a spontaneous top five? We don't have time for that. Yes, we do. Okay. There's always How time can you for not? spontaneity. <laughs> That's what I live for. I, I'm, I'm so offended by you right now. I might, I, I, don't, I might kick you out of my house and finish the, the podcast just with Denny. Whatever, do it. Um, top five comedies. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. All right, who's going first? Um, Luke. I'll go first. Uh, airplane. Oof, have we done top five comedies already? No, no, no. I don't Okay, think cool, so. good. Okay, Airplane. Um, good choice. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> I hate you. I'm How can you dislike that movie? Let's he, not even talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm racist later. against it. What? Wait, <laughs> Wait that doesn't work. <laughs> um, mall rats. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Make small noises at my choices. <laughs> I said ooh. <laughs> um, this is a hard one. That's what she said? Dun, dun, dun. All right. Not Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Billy Madison. Oh. Oh, Adams. All right, we're not even going to get into this discussion. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, one more. Let's see. Yeah, maybe I'll just say Clerks. All right. All right, yeah, cool. All right. I'm going to say Indie Film, film Snob for the first two. I'm going to say um, Annie Hall and it. Some Like It Hot yeah. are, are my top two, probably. Yeah, that's not really Indie Films, but go on with your life. That's, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, no, classic films. Yeah, they're classic. Really old. They're great, great movies. Go on. They, they look kind of old, though. Yeah, they right. do look kind of old. Um, I will say Happy Gilmore, maybe? Ooh. Clerks and... Hmm. You know, I'm just gonna give it to awkward silence. I like awkward it. Silence. I like it. <laughs> no, um, I feel like there's another giant one I'm missing. Oh, I didn't say any Mel Brooks. Um, oh, neither did I. <laughs> uh, wow. Replace Clerks and mine with Blazing Saddles, please. Yeah, please. I, I put Blazing Saddles. Okay, I accept the, those answers. <laughs> I would, I would put, I would put some like it hot on my list as well. I need to see that. It's, really it's funny. very, very funny. Um, Forty-year-old virgin. Oh, I totally forgot so what John Appleton. Every, every time totally I watch this it, up. every time I watch it, it's funnier to me. Um, Bill Ted's Excellent Adventure is on my list for sure. No way. Wait, that was <laughs> what just happened in my house? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably. I'd probably put Superbad on there as well. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good movie. And, I don't know, Young Frankenstein makes me really happy. Yeah, but that's you a great know movie. what? I, yeah, I really like Arsenic and Old Lace. 
and I really like... <laughs> no, th those five I mentioned were my five. All right, so let's take a quick break and come back and talk about some E3 in San Diego Comic-Con. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey there. All right. Uh, we missed you. <laughs> and now for your late-breaking emphasis on late con news, we're going <laughs> to talk about... Uh, we're going to start out with the E3 Excellent. Um, some very crazy shows from the three big contenders. And by crazy, I mean horribly boring. <laughs> um, Microsoft, of course, had probably the biggest announcement of the show, I think, which is um, Final Fantasy Thirteen is going to be coming out on Xbox 360. Uh, Sony yeah. fanboy M. Cry. Oh, I thought you were going to say Netflix. You know what? No, that's that's like the most awesome. Yeah. That was is, my, that's my favorite news, yeah, hands uh, down. That news being that... Um, Netflix is going to be bringing its, what do you call it, Watch It Now? Watch It Instantly, The yes. Watch It Instantly service to Xbox 360, which means um, you don't need any sort of computer go-between. You'll just be able to stream movies from Netflix yeah. on your 360. Which is, which a, is awesome. Which yeah. is, like, incredibly awesome. It's, it's a godsend to people like me who only have Macs in their house, and you need Internet Explorer right now to do... Pretentious people. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> Yeah, but you need Internet Explorer right now to use Watch It Instantly, and it's kind of a pain. I thought so. the Mac did everything the PC does, only better. You're so funny. <laughs> That's what the commercial says. If anybody wants me, I'll be over here using Linux. <laughs> oh, all right, we've gone way off track. All right, anyway, awesome. back to E3. <laughs> all right, um, other big Microsoft news, I guess, is uh, Gears of War 2 looks pretty awesome, but, I mean, no one really thought that it wouldn't. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, other than that, there's going to be... The Final a, Fantasy thirteen thing is a really big deal. That, so it, it, that yeah. was the it big deal of the show, I think. Yeah. It, it merits, merits yeah, a little I mean, bit of time people who were People it. who were saving up for that PS3 just for that game? No. Sony's not getting that money anymore. Uh, you know, I mean, I hate to be such like a freaking fanboy about this. I'm really not. I don't care what system I have. But, I mean, I went in... When they announced PlayStation 3... I'm thinking, you know, I want Metal Gear and I want Final Fantasy. And now I really only want Metal Gear. I mean, every other big title has been coming out on both. And mm -hmm. this is really frightening for Sony, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. They still have Final Fantasy 13 Versus or something um, like that. It's like yeah. a side story of Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, I guess, you know what, I would not be surprised to hear that that will eventually come out on 360 as well. Not, no one would. Yeah. yeah. I agree. You know, uh, something else that I think kind of glossed over is that. Final Fantasy XIII is also coming out on PC, which is pretty crazy as well. Well, so that's Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy XI, Final Fantasy VII, and wasn't Final Fantasy VIII? Eight was, nine was not. So that's that's a pretty good amount of the last six. Yeah, but I mean, those seven and eight ports came like way after the fact. Yeah, and I don't. They weren't very good. The music was all nastified on them, which is a word. <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> so, uh, to review, what's going to happen is that Final Fantasy XIII is going to come out on the PlayStation in Japan first. And then, while they're working on localization, they're going to also work on the 360 ports. And when it comes out in North America and in Europe, it's going to come out on both platforms simultaneously. So, that's pretty crazy. Big stuff. Other incredible Microsoft news is Avatars. Hey, <laughs> remember the Wii, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really hard for me to get excited about that because I don't really care. 
uh, I guess there's going to be a, a new dashboard update that looks yep. yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I don't know. I think that, I mean, it's cool that they're trying. I mean, that will appeal to a larger audience. But I feel like like the Wii has its thing, and it's the Miis, and that's cool. And then like, and then I feel like the appeal for the 360 is like the achievement point system. And the dashboard's cool already. I don't know that they, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know that there's I don't know they need this, I guess is what I'm saying. It, but, but, yeah. Well, I just think, you know, at this point in time, all three systems are cannibalizing each other yeah, that's for ideas. And I, th- I think that even the Wii is guilty of it. I mean, it started its little um, WiiWare or whatever it's called. Yeah. Not, is it called WiiWare? It, is the, that the one for the... There's, the WiiWare is the um, the games made specifically for download. And then yeah. the virtual console is the old stuff. Yeah. And the WiiWare stuff, I mean, it's I'm sure that Nintendo doesn't think they took it from Xbox. But how long has Xbox Arcade been doing that? You know, ever since the original Xbox. Yeah, I, yeah. they're definitely there's a big giant Venn diagram and yeah. it's all overlapping <laughs> yeah. at this point. I mean, Fine. Sony stole the the motion sensing stuff, although they say they didn't. They also have <laughs> trophies now, like the Xbox yeah. Live achievements, which is good. I mean, I'm, no I'm, games use them. Yeah. Right, right. But I, I'm glad to see that Sony's actually trying to make their. Yeah. That's going to be a really big deal for them. Yeah. Those trophies could win. All, I mean, it seems so stupid. Yeah. And it, but it is, but it's also fun looking. That is going to be a big difference yeah. in yeah. people's Especially if they uh, get home off the ground. Because i got to tell oh you, it's, it's like if you, have, if you have the choice to get an Xbox game and a PlayStation game, ignoring everything else, right. if you have both consoles... I would get the Xbox one just yeah, so I can get the stupid achievement. Yeah, points. which is totally stupid, and we're all guilty of being absolutely oh, I and mental. I don't care if yeah. anyone sees my achievement point score; yeah. that doesn't matter just, matter at all. It's just the the achievement of yeah. it. It's like, yeah. it's like you doing kind of, it. You kind of expect it now. It's yeah. like yeah. you what? get a little like bloop bloop, and you're like, yeah, fifty yeah. points. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're playing a game on PlayStation Three, and you're like, what's the point? <laughs> Even though obviously there's a point because it's the same game, and you'll get the same enjoyment, but there's still that feeling like nagging in the back of your mind, like. Oh, I yeah. could be getting arbitrary. <laughs> and it's, it's it's weird because like Uncharted on the PlayStation Three, one of the best games on that system, and it has in-game achievements mm-hmm. where you you arbitrary things that you do in the game can unlock gold or yeah. something. Kind of like a uh, Metroid Prime Three on the Wii. Sure, and like all the Ratchet and Clank games, right? Um, except the very first one, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you can do that, but like end of the day. They don't, they don't apply it, to anything else. It contributes the game. nothing to your EP. <laughs> That's right. But you know, there's a there's a there's a sense of when I look at my achievement points, I think about all the games that I've played, and I yeah. can go in and see all the points I earned, and be like, oh, I remember when I rented. I don't know what games would I have. Okay, King like Kong. like Burnout, Avatar, the last like Burnout Paradise, which yeah. was a great game. Yeah. And I I can look and see in my achievement point history and say, oh, I didn't do shit in that game. I should get that game again because that game was great. Yeah. You know, and there's there's something to be said for that. And there the is. trophies will hopefully give PlayStation Three that too. I don't think that yeah. we have anything like that yet, do they? Uh, it's just like a game by game thing, which I yeah. and honestly I think maybe Metroid Prime Three might be the only one with a full featured kind of achievement thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, PlayStation. Maybe maybe they'll have something to latch onto these hardcore gamers. But <laughs> their game of the show, I'd have to say, was Little Big Planet. Um, I mean, I, I was watching the live vlogs for all three of these guys, and uh, usually the most boring part of these things is when they're doing the stats and like, oh, we've sold this many, blah blah blah. And the way they did that at this E3 was with a little in the Little Big Planet engine. They had little potato sack boy or whatever 
he was going through this level, and the, the level corresponded with, um, what's his name, Trenton, I think, with Sony guy's, uh, <laughs> no ideas, that's his name. I'll, I'll edit that in later. But yeah, so with his um, sort of press conference, it just, it was like the most awesome PowerPoint presentation Yeah, ever. it was very cool looking. Yeah, and I mean, that was great. And I'm really excited about that game. I don't have a PlayStation 3, but... What was the PS? What was the PS3 game for the um, one of the online downloadable ones when it's like the running through the fields and yeah, stuff? Yeah, flower. Yeah, flower. You know that what? looked really cool. Another thing about Sony's press conference is they had this kind of vignette about all their games, and it's just, especially the PlayStation Network games, they all went by so fast, and they all looked really cool. And you can't yeah. help but thinking, man, why don't you talk about these games instead of showing me <laughs> three seconds of each of them? Yeah. Like I think some of the better games of the show were. Uh, Flower, which is that game that just I don't I don't even know what's well, going on. I don't know anything about game. it. I just know it looks but really it, cool. It looks really cool. And another game that showed up on the screen for about five seconds is called Fat Princess. Yeah. Which is apparently this kind of like strategy game where it's kind of a capture the flag thing where you're trying to steal this princess from the other team, but the other team is like filling her with cake so that she's really fat. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, that's what so, it is. So, like, yeah, so this princess is really fat, and you're trying to get her back to your castle, but you can't because she's fat, so it takes forever. And this, this looks amazing. I don't even know what you're saying anymore. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on. It's like, I think it's it's really big. I think it's 16 players. I don't know if that's per team or total. But, it, I mean, it just looks, like, really, really inventive and great. And um, there's a new Ratchet & Clank game coming out on the PlayStation Network. Which looks incredible. Is I mean, it PlayStation Network? I thought it was going to be released as a disc. I was under the impression that it was a download. Well, they're calling game. it an episode that right. it's supposed to be cheaper yeah. than their regular game, but I didn't know that it was downloaded. I th- maybe what we'll though? We don't fact check. It doesn't. But, uh, <laughs> we don't. We don't. It's no. not relevant. The no, point is, it's a, it's an exciting idea. Yeah. yeah. I have to say that the PlayStation Store with their video downloads, which cool thing was available the day of the press conference, that looks pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice setup. Um, I have no reason to use it. Yeah, because I, I got to tell you, as someone who owns both the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, the PlayStation Network is impossible to navigate. It, yeah. Once you're used to the Xbox Live, and Xbox Live is not perfect. There are definitely things I would improve about it. The PlayStation Network is tough to deal with. When you go into a game in Xbox, you can look. Okay, I want to get the trial version or the regular version or videos or whatever. When you go to PlayStation, they're all listed individually. If I want to get a demo of a game, I have to find it. Yeah, I can't yeah, just yeah. go to where you buy the game and get the demo instead. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Yeah, I mean, and it's getting better, but still, yes. how long has the PlayStation Three been out? Like this stuff should have been. Yeah, it's been out for two years. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah, and it, I mean, this stuff should have been there at the beginning. And I mean, they've been talking about home for like. For Since eons, the there are yeah. cave paintings somewhere about home, <laughs> and it's, it still is not a reality. And I, I think that like Sony's whole show was like, we've totally got awesome stuff later. Yeah, and it's just a bunch and of, the thing is that that's what they said last year. Yeah, history. exactly. It's it's just been two years of blueballing us, and you yeah. know what? I don't appreciate it. I think <laughs> nobody does, and that's 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 why we're all in a situation we never thought we would be in, where we're all saying. Microsoft is is really kicking ass. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's 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 all because of Sony missing the ball. I think. Yeah. And, I mean, it did help that Microsoft had a uh, their one year lead time or whatever. But. Yeah. But at the same time, look what they did with that year. They actually did yeah, shit. They really did. They like put stuff out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean they've been aggressively attacking these exclusive games like yeah. Grand Theft Auto and Final Fantasy. 
I mean, they really, really learned their lesson from the first round. Yeah. I think that, uh, that that's really an interesting... Let's talk about for a second about who <laughs> E3 was for. Because Moms. Moms. <laughs> that's actually what everyone's complaining about, is that E3 is not for gamers anymore. You know, yeah, and I think it should be, because... But should it? I mean, here's the question. I don't know that I think it should Should be. Should E3 be for gamers? Because don't we read gaming news every fucking day? Like, here's the thing, though, because I don't think that they did a very good job of getting the mainstream press in on this kind of thing. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I I think it is true. Can we even fact check that? Wait, how do you mean? Well, I mean, like, because, I mean, it was really closed off, right? Right. Only only people that are invited. It was like invitation only, and I think that they're making it really, really niche you know yeah just by that alone and i think that the people who were watching e3 were i mean the enthusiast press mm-hmm. which is not who they were making their press conference so yeah. maybe there's a divide between the the game publishers and the the, the you know sony microsoft nintendo mm-hmm. and then the people that run e3 because the publishers clearly want to make this right. for those people who aren't reading game news every day. Mm-hmm. And E3 people are only inviting the people who do the game news yeah. every day. and the problem is, well, E3 used to be this huge event, right? Where, like, I mean, it was just massive, sweaty fanboys everywhere, gnashing yeah. of teeth, women crying. Like and, San Diego Comic-Con. Right, yeah. exactly. And with that, I mean, you could kind of get the buzz up with people who weren't just enthusiast press. Now, I think that they need to figure out where they want to market, right? Because right now, it's sort of in between. Like, it's not quite small and it's not quite big it's just sort of weird (laughs) and so so i think they need to either make it really really small and just cater to a certain audience or make it big again and get everyone in on the act i think right now it's sort of in limbo where they're talking to people who want to hear other things all right yeah good point speaking of (laughs) companies saying things that their audience doesn't want to hear Nintendo's press conference. <laughs> and uh, you guys should really check out the uh, Penny Arcade comic that talks oh, yeah. about these press conferences because they really distilled it. Yeah. They got the essence of that. I mean, Nintendo came out and they were like, man. What a year we had. It's so hard with all this money. <laughs> it sucks to be raking it in from every corner. I mean, at Nintendo's... I mean, you could argue what their biggest game of the show was. I mean, it's either Wii Music or Animal Crossing. Um, I, Animal Crossing, I enjoy as a game. Uh, the game they showed at E3 looks like the last two. And, I mean, I'm really excited about the prospect of an online-enabled Animal Crossing, but I have a feeling that it's going to be kind of gimped. And it's not going to be for me. Here's my thing. <laughs> Why aren't they just releasing Wii Sports 2? Well, they are. They should be, like, that should have been out already. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I mean, you know what? You know, I think that's the most exciting thing that came out of Nintendo's press conference was the uh, the Wii Motion Plus with Wii yeah. Sports Resort, which, I mean, really, I mean, I'm excited about it because I'm, I'm excited about this functionality, but really, isn't that kind of what they said the Wii Remote would do two years ago? Yeah. I mean, they're just sort of now delivering on the promise that they had initially with this controller. Yeah. And I think that if this was any other company but Nintendo, their heads would be on a pike right now. Yeah. But instead, I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm as guilty as anyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine, yeah, if Sony had, had yeah. is doing that. Yeah. Like, when Sony about... did that, everyone was like, oh my god. 
You can't be serious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I hate to be negative about Nintendo, but I really think that that's gonna get boring quick. Just like, I mean, Wii Sports is fun when you have people around and you know, like, you're gonna play it to fill like 20 minutes. But they need to find a way to make full-length games. Nah, well, fuck that. They yeah. don't need any. Or they yeah, just need. They don't enough. need to do shit. Son. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Wii isn't for us. Yeah, it's I guess really so. Period. Yeah. I mean, my grandparents have a Wii, and they play every single day. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's the, the story that, about the Wii. That's the why... thing you got to know is Nintendo is never going to make money off my grandparents unless they put out another game like Wii Sports. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nintendo is doing exactly what's good for them. And that's true. God bless them. I just really, really want another Zelda game. <laughs> they made the right choice making the Wii par- profitable for them yep. because an awful lot of people are never going to buy any games for it. And if they do, they're going to realize they're no fun for them yep. because most people putting out games are putting out the kind of games you're interested in, Denny. Yeah. And that's not what the people who own the Wii want. That's and true. that's just something we all have and to you know realize. What? I, I'm yeah. kind of okay with this because I think the Wii exists in like a pretty good spot right now. I mean, if you're a hardcore gamer who's really into the, you know, PlayStation and Xbox games, then you have a PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. And if you have the Wii, then you've also got those. You've got the fun games for your your friends to come over and play, and you've also got the uh, you know the one or two really really phenomenal Nintendo games that come out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm. You know what? Good for them. <laughs> good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is good for them. I just have to wonder if it's actually doing anything for the video game community. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is expanding the video game market. I don't know how that's reflecting on the the hardcore gamer. I, I think there's still some time left before we really know. Well, yeah, there's definitely more people playing video games yeah. than before. And this is like, right. the, uh, like the Harry Potter argument. People who say that just because kids read Harry Potter doesn't mean they'll ever read another book, you know? Yeah. Like, just because people play Wii Sports doesn't mean they're going to start playing other video games. And that's but, true, but they might. I mean, exactly. They, Some there's will. still that possibility where there wasn't before. Yeah. yeah. But, so, if they do play other games, are they going to play... Are they going to play Ico and Shadow... Yeah, I think some know. will. I don't. I don't think nearly everyone will. If all they read is Harry Potter, are they gonna go and read Dostoevsky next? I don't think so. I don't even know. What you I mean, say. maybe. <laughs> but I just don't. I don't see people transitioning from Wii Sports as the thing they love about video games to playing even Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. You yeah. know, like smart fucking game. Lot to say. Is anyone gonna care who wants to play Wii Sports? No, and that's okay. And right. that's it's great that the Wii exists. It's just. I don't know if I don't know what Nintendo wants anymore. Yeah, are they? I mean, <laughs> Nintendo uh, during the press conference they showed this little vignette of uh, three third-party games. I think uh, one was a Call of Duty, the other was uh, one of the Rayman games, and I can't remember what the third one was, but it, it was kind of silly. I mean, I'm sure those games are fine, but they're not really what I would have expected for like Nintendo's amazing third party. Like they could have easily shown like one of the platinum games, like Mad World or something. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, that's Nintendo. That's, that's how they live their life, and <laughs> apparently they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't think there was very much... They didn't mention WiiWare at all, which was really disappointing. And I don't I don't know... They didn't say too much about the DS. They did announce a, uh, another Guitar Hero and a Grand Theft Auto, which will both sell gobs and gobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, E3. Yay. 
Yeah, this is this is bringing us down. Let's talk about San Diego, all right? <laughs> we we touched on all the main systems. Let's move on. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con. San Diego, where where things yeah. happened. Things happened. We'll have, to, we'll have to have another conversation at the end of this where I almost contradict my comments about E three, but let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so, what do we want to talk about from San Diego? What is your favorite news, Adam? Some of the big things. I don't even know, dude. San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. All right. Well, then I'll go. <laughs> No. Um, what was your favorite news? Well, I was really Can excited. I say mine? Yeah. Oh my goodness! What a terrible, terrible. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm just saying because like I wasn't really paying too close attention to the Comic Con because it was like really freaking overwhelming. Yeah, well, it always is. The they thing, say so much stuff yeah. in like three days. Yeah, I, I need someone like the Omnibus Podcast to distill this crap. For me. <laughs> but I, my favorite news to come out of Comic Con was Tron Two. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm glad that you're excited about that because I don't think either of us would have mentioned it. Yeah, I'm glad right. If you guys hate Denny and Adam and love Tron 2, please send me an email. So I'm not like saying that I hate Tron 2. I'm just, I didn't even read that news. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it just briefly. I didn't read a whole oh lot into God. it. You guys are not on the pulse of what matters to me. <laughs> All right, go on. All right. <laughs> That's why we have all three of us. So we have everyone's Whatever. Pulse. Speaking of tron 2 and like it just reminded me of the giant array of different kinds of news that comes out of san diego comic-con i mean there's tron 2 there's so there's movie news there's comic news there's there's a little bit of video game news you know there's a watchman trailer they showed some wolverine clips um yeah they had a they had fighter 4 yeah they had booths so i think that san diego is much better than e3 at taking advantage of the market that's out there you know yeah, and well i would say you can actually go to the I, yeah exactly I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna disagree with you and you say that san diego has lost its focus well I, no i know what you're way. saying but i think that i don't think that they want it to be so focused anymore i think that they just want to put as many products out there as possible i'd you agree know? Yeah. i'd agree my my only thing is i think that it's it's not for comic fans anymore yeah i agree with that i wouldn't make an argument that it is there's people and going it's, there it's supposed to be the biggest comic book convention in the United States, and it's not about comics at all anymore. Like, like, not at all. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's just mods of people going just to see J.J. Abrams talk yeah, about, you know, yeah. people things like that. It's, it's less of a comic convention and more of a nerd convention. The, like, two or three biggest things should be the DC Nation panel, the Joe Quesada Cup of Joe panel. Those, uh-huh. are, those are, like, the biggest things, and no one went to the Joe Quesada <laughs> thing because they were all at the Dr. Horrible thing that was happening yeah. at the same time. But you know what? I would be the Dr. Horrible I know, <laughs> and, and that's okay, but it's, like... It's not really about comics anymore. And I wonder if that's a good or a bad thing. That's well, all. I, you, just got, you have to hope that some people go there for things like Dr. Horrible and Fringe and, and uh, other things like that and find other things there that they like maybe, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a similar it's kind good of culture, it's, you know? It's great that it just shows that the comic book community is being so embraced by the bigger, the bigger, like, entertainment world yeah that's that's awesome and i i love that and i don't i don't mean to be all negative about them being there i'm I'm super happy that they are i think it's awesome that they did a dr horrible panel at san diego i just i you know i it makes me sad that it kind of starts to overshadow how awesome the comic news was yeah well i've also i mean this is hard to say because i i don't go to san diego comic-con since we're on the east coast and everything but (laughs) i've heard i've heard things like through twitter and other news sites about a lot of comic creators seeming like a little upset that there's a lot of people there looking for like a way to make money like lots of suits are there like looking for anything that they can option and i mean i don't know how 
large of a problem that is, but I've I read a few different things about it from multiple creators that seemed like they thought it was an, a really annoying thing. That there's people who go there like not because they care about comics or anything else that's going on there, just because they're they see it as an opportunity to like sign somebody or make some money. Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate. I said that pretty much every creator at some point in time got approached by someone from a movie studio. And that's awesome for them. Yeah. But not really an appropriate time to do it. Because it should be for the fans, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah? <laughs> yes? Yes? I, I so let's talk about some things that happened. At yeah, let's hear some right. news. We, should, um, we digress. Andy okay. Diggle on Thunderbolts. That's like that's one giant. of my favorites. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. like really exciting. Andy Diggle is uh, an awesome writer. He did. We've talked about him on the show. Oh, yeah. We talked friend about the losers. Show. Friend of the show. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> friend of the show. We can't just say that. <laughs> Uh, he did Losers, he did uh, Green Arrow Year One, both of which we've talked about on the show. Yep. Uh, and he's going to be writing Thunderbolts, which is a show favorite. Yeah. That was has been listed a couple times. It's as really great book. news to see that that book's going to take off, like, you yeah. know, in a way that it was down for a while, and then it's it's been great lately, and it seems like it has a good future for it. Yeah. Exciting stuff. I think so. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what some other exciting news. I was really happy about... Um, the Vertigo panel and the Fables panel, I thought, were both really entertaining. Um, big news for me that I was really happy about was that Swamp Thing is being re-released as hardcovers, like, starting next year, so it'll probably be in previews later this year. This would be the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. Yes. Right, right. The, the, the run that made the world of Vertigo possible, basically. Yep, the run that made Swamp Thing interesting. Um, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, people don't realize that a lot of the characters from Sandman come from Swamp Thing, uh, Hellblazer comes from Swamp Thing, and by virtue of everything that comes from Hellblazer. Um, so, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, that's a good Huge deal, yeah. Vertigo's doing a really good job putting out all these cool hardcovers and stuff. They also said that look for Preacher hardcovers yeah. later next year. And they didn't say if they're going to be absolute or not. I'm hoping they're regular hardcovers. Two so trades for hardcover. <laughs> another another big Vertigo thing, Vertigo Crime, the new yep. imprint that they're doing, which is going to be a bunch of that sounds cool crime yeah. books. <laughs> Some of them will be original graphic novels, uh, which means that they'll never be floppy comics. Yeah, they're just books. <laughs> floppy uh, comics. Some of the, I I think that there's going to be comics too. I think uh, there is. But there's like a Brian Azzarello graphic of novel, course. I think, yeah. um, and some other stuff. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Some fable. Yeah. There was some big fables news. There's going to be um, a a graphic novel I think that's called Pete and Max. If I'm if I'm correct here about like Peter, pick the Piper. You know that whole yeah. thing about him and his brother Max, which sounds awesome. You know, just Peter it's going to be who picked the pickled peppers. There you and go. The Pied Piper who mm -hmm. who did the rats. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be kind of like Thousand and One Nights of Snowfall, which was an original graphic novel. And I think that's what this is going to be. And then there's also going to be a mini-series about Cinderella. Cinderella, yep. Which sounds awesome. I, yeah. I love fables. And oh, my Cinderella's God. Hotness. <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella's a good character in the comics. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was another big fables thing. Oh, yeah, that fables and Jack of Fables will be crossing over. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that should be cool. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> also, issue 70... 75. 75 will be all double-page spreads. <laughs> That's what I hear. Really? Yeah, That's it's the end of Fables. And As then it's just it. going to keep going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if Fables was a maxi-series, like like many of the other Vertigo books, this would be the end. It's pretty much what they said. But it's not, so it'll yeah. just kind of start over in a way. Yeah. I'm going to have to catch up by the time that comes out. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, gosh, there's so, like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to even, <laughs> if E3 has, like, almost no good news to talk about, like, San Diego has the opposite problem. Yeah. I mean, nothing's huge. Nothing's huge. It's not I'll tell like, you what's huge. Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe, February 4th? I don't know. Whenever the New York Comic Con is, that's when yeah. that book's coming out. But they, that, they that's my favorite. News. I don't know. That, was that announced at San Diego? I feel like that was maybe not. After. Maybe it was just a. No, maybe Ani had a panel on like the last day or something like that. You, no, you know what? I think it was after. I think he announced it on his website after he got back. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know Ani announced a bunch of books for next year, and that was one of them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like some Scott Pilgrim. Love it. Funny book. So. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, not as not as big as last year with like the Iron Man stuff, and yeah. last year was a big year at Comic Con, but there was still all kinds of awesome news. The Wolverine trailer leaked. I don't know if you guys got a chance to take a look uh, at it. I did. I didn't. It was cool. Well, it looks it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to tell because it was like the worst possible video. It was like some dude's cell phone like shaking yeah. up and down. Yeah, and then Gambit comes on screen and you can't hear anything for the rest the of the Gambit trailer. Gambit comes on screen and you're like, you have to squint. And then, like, you see what might be Deadpool, but you're not really sure. <laughs> no way. No way. Um, they made some pretty interesting announcements about Smallville. Um, this yeah. is possible spoilers. I don't know why they... they but, yeah. like, Jeff Johns is going to be working with the Smallville people to bring the Legion to Smallville. That's what I hear. Which doesn't matter to anyone who doesn't like comics. Yeah. I mean, Smallville's been kind of slowly dying off, but, you yeah, know, it's still fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't yeah, watched it in a few seasons. Um, other news? I don't know. I feel like there was another mo- big movie news that I'm forgetting, but I guess I could be wrong. Probably there was. There's lots of stuff that happened, though. I mean, the Watchmen panel was huge. All yeah. of the actors from Watchmen were there. Um, Heroes, they had all the people from Heroes there, and they showed uh, the first episode of the season. That's cool. I didn't hear yeah. that. Oh, I didn't know they that, showed yeah. the whole first episode of That's season cool. three for people, and apparently it was freaking awesome that's also super dark because apparently this season's all about turning every single character into a super villain so that's going to be pretty interesting excellent (laughs) so i remember one other piece of news that i was really excited about that i wanted to say was that mark miller is coming back to the ultimate marvel universe that's going to be hot and yeah the ultimate universe is really in a really interesting place right now they're like in the middle of maybe canceling a bunch of books or at least a book and Ultimate Origins is going on. Ultimatum is coming up. And he's coming back. He hasn't officially said what book it's going to be, but he mentioned that some of the characters are going to be Spider-Man, Blade, Punisher, Ghost Rider. So it really sounds like he's going to do Ultimate Marvel Knights or something along those lines. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Um, Didn't he also say Captain America? I think he did say Captain America. Iron Man? I don't know if he said Iron Man. But it seems like every character that's had a movie made about them Huh, that's true. I didn't think of that. So I don't know. I don't know why that would be, but it's very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, we love Mark Miller, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show, Mark Miller. He'll be on sometime. Well, this no, guy's gonna get wind of this and be like, oh, "Who are these people?" <laughs> you just wait in a few weeks here. But no, I mean some Years. of the some of the best. <laughs> stuff, he's an original architect of the, of the Ultimate Universe, and yeah. some of the best stuff that's come out of it has been from him. Some people think that he's just hype crazy and you know they think he's hit or miss i love him i 
I can't think of a Mark Miller book that I ever didn't yeah. did, didn't enjoy. Where where's the miss that people are talking about yeah. when they say that Mark Miller is hit or miss? People just get annoyed because he's so excited about everything he's doing. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think I people. Pe- if I was writing a book and it was being published, I was like, "You're gonna love it. It's, it's gonna be great." That's exactly right. If you don't, if you don't love like it, it, you're an asshole. That's yeah. that's just the way. It is. <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> this book is the best thing I've ever written. I mean, who wouldn't say that about yeah. what they're writing now? I mean, I, I just don't know what people expect on the internet. <laughs> yeah. They expect him to be a, I don't know, zombie. <laughs> yeah. I'm always disappointed when someone I want to be a zombie turns out not to be. <laughs> Wait, what? What? I'm, so I'm not confused. sure. All right. So that's San Diego. Is anything it, el- is it else? San Diego? Is it? Yeah, there are um, two things I think we should probably talk about. Let's oh, there was it. one other thing I wanted to say. I'm say sorry. It. Hey, I'm sorry. say it, man. you got to follow um, your heart. So, friend of the show, Jason Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> is this a real friend of the show? <laughs> Wait. No, this isn't. This is. I just wanted to say friend of the show again. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have any good news to say. <laughs> you know the guy that writes, um, oh, Jonathan Hickman. That's, oh, did you really not have anything to say about Jason no, Aaron? I didn't really have anything we to like say him. about Jason Aaron. Yeah, we we like do him. like Jason Aaron, yeah. but okay. Oh, uh, boy. Jonathan Hickman's going to be doing a book for Marvel, oh, yeah. which is a really big deal. Uh, he's a he's an indie-ish comic creator. He works for Image on these really wordy books. And he's going to be doing a book for Marvel that, now that I've started talking about it, I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Nice. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, don't... I think it might be... Something with superheroes. We'll we'll post it yeah, afterwards. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> maybe next time we'll have some notes. Mark Miller accidentally confirmed Kickass Two as well, which yeah. no, one, no one doubted was going to no, happen, no. but he he said Kickass Two is going to happen. That's so sweet. That's cool. Yeah, and they're making a movie in the first one, right? Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, Best week ever. Oh, and Sea Guy two and three have been confirmed now for That's sure. That's awesome. That's a very yeah. big deal. We like Sea Guy. I don't know if we've talked about that on the show. It's a Grant Guy Morrison was a book. Three issue Vertigo miniseries by Grant Morrison that made absolutely no sense, and I loved. Yeah, <laughs> it really makes very little sense, but I can't get enough of it. Yeah, and they're definitely doing a two and three, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so um, I think one more thing we should probably talk about if we haven't already. Probably should have talked about about it back in the movie section, but whatever. Uh, did we talk about the Watchmen show yet? Who needs order? No, I don't think we have. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's start with you guys. Again. Okay. Yeah. Oh um, man, here we go. Now, we're gonna fight. Yeah. Disagreement. Here it comes. Go. Now I hate to be the guy who's all liking movies and stuff lately, but uh, I, I think this trailer is really exciting. I don't think. I mean, it, I think it does a pretty good job of making me excited. I don't know that it's necessarily indicative of how good the movie will be, but I think it looks really cool and. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think all the characters look pretty good. I think Ozymandias should probably be Golder, <laughs> but <laughs> aside from that, uh, I think the stuff everything looks really cool. And you know what? I don't even mind that they took that Batman and Robin song because <laughs> I kind of like it. That's kind of the best part of the trailer. Yeah, I would say I love it. I've watched it tons of times. Not to sound like a complete geek, but if I'm bored, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna watch the Watchmen trailer you know again. We're we're only human. We're fanboys, <laughs> just like the rest of you. We watched it like twelve times a day yeah. since it was released. I've seen it a lot, and I think it's a really, really well constructed trailer. I think that it gets people excited 
people who've read the book, lots of them think it looks great and it makes lots them very excited. Them don't because... Lots of them don't, but I think more do, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I could I've, wrong not, I've only heard from like one or two people that didn't yeah. like it. Just about everybody who came into the store has been pretty excited like about it. Unending enthusiasm about yeah. the trailer. Like the greatest thing that ever was. And you guys yeah. have been selling uh, one or two Watchmen trades, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we sold, sold quite a, a few this week. But um, <laughs> another thing that I think is great about the trade is that people who haven't read Watchmen who do read comics and don't read comics, also seem really excited. I've had, like, some of my friends call me, you know, I read comics, and they're like, I saw this trailer for this movie called The Watchman or something. <laughs> like, it's is like it... It's it... man with a watch? <laughs> they were like... What's that about? Yeah, but lots of people seem really interested. Lots of people came into the store saying, I heard about this thing, Watchmen, it looks really cool. So I think it's definitely raising interest. People are buying mm-hmm. the book. People seem excited about the movie. I thought that everyone looked cool. It was exciting. It was sleek. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. Adam, um, let's hear the complaints. I'd say that visually it was awesome. <laughs> and they did a really great job of, of pulling from the, the book in a great way. I'm sure that it's going to be a movie that looks like the book. Yes. But everything that I dislike about Zack Snyder as a director was present <laughs> in that trailer, yeah. if you're looking for it. Right. And it's all the stuff that will make the movie suck. <laughs> If it's how the movie is, yeah, and so, I don't know, you can't so, tell from the trailer. Yeah. But. So what you're talking about is like the uh, specifically the visual effects. Oh of, my god, he slows as soon as he hits the window. <laughs> it's like, I mean, okay, I mean, maybe he was going for he wanted to have that exact moment that's in the the panel in the comic, mm-hmm. and maybe by slowing it, he he highlights that for the trailer, and maybe that's not in the movie. But we don't need that in in the movie. We don't need to see. The, the hyper stylized slowing down of everything like the 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 woman that that hits I'm not gonna use character names the woman that hits the ground and like slows down mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like it's it's so freaking dumb I mean and that's how his movies have been yeah and the thing is that all of his movies have been movies that got people really pumped up. And that's why. And I understand that that's he's just gonna keep doing it because people love it. Well, people like him, you know. Yeah, and he's like one of those. Him. He's one of those kind of. He's like one of those mainstream directors that people that he has a style, and I don't think he's gonna abandon it just no, because exactly. he's doing Watchmen. I think that like they sell his style pretty much because it's really really popular in like mainstream movies. People love Three Hundred. Yeah. Lots of people and thought it was like the coolest looking movie in a long time and he knows that and I don't I I wouldn't be surprised if the movie was like Zack Snyder stylized yeah, you know yeah. He's, it's probably gonna it's be. gonna be and that's what makes me nervous because I think Zack Snyder could be a good director if he could tone himself down he knows how to make a good scene yeah I mean look at the look at his two big movies Dawn of the Dead remake 300 I did not see Dawn of the Dead Dawn of the Dead remake features tons of scenes of just really artsy little moments of directing like a really slow motion shot of a bullet falling to the ground you know it's I, like I was this, gonna say this if, if the watchman doesn't have a healthy dose of matrix bullet time i'm walking out <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you right now the whole movie's gonna be in bullet time <laughs> it's gonna be 17 hours long it's gonna be like playing max Payne or something yeah. i don't know i I think that Zack Snyder is doing a very good thing, and I think that the fact that he loves Watchmen so much is awesome, but I, the trailer did not make me feel like the movie was going to be amazing, like it seemed to make a lot of other people feel. It made me feel like it's going to look good, and it's probably not going to make me happy, and I <laughs> hope that I'm wrong, and I really, really do, and I've been proven wrong before, 
but I just, uh, yeah. Not infallible. I'm not just some guy who's like, not, gosh. not, not, not the most exciting trailer for me, and I want it to be, and I, I keep watching it because it's so cool looking, but yeah. I just, I worry that the movie's not going to be, how can the movie be as good as the book? And, and how am I going to be satisfied with the movie ever? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think there's a lot of people who just are never going to be satisfied by it yeah. in any other medium. It's true. I, but you know, I think that, I think that if it looks cool enough and isn't like really, really bad, then I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation argument about whether Watchmen can ever work in a medium that's not comic books. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about it then. I mean, it's just it's it was so good as a graphic novel. It's it's like how how could it be good as a movie too? You know, it's just, yeah. It's like it's it's got too much weight on its shoulder. I don't know. We'll see. I, I just don't know. Anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah, your mom. Wow. Did we have to go there? I think we did, Adam. I don't know if we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you want to email us your top five comedies, yeah. Omnibus Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Additionally, you know, any comments you have or if you have top five lists you want us to do in the future. Yeah. As definitely. usual, you can, uh, can always get our episodes at omnibuscast.wordpress.com or on the iTunes Music Store. Uh, you can now follow us on Twitter. Yeah, and if you don't have a Twitter account, go make one and then find us. Yeah, I don't know what the URL is, so just like search Omnibus Podcast, you'll find it. You're oh, all, you're all smart. This is the Google generation. <laughs> yeah, our, our username is Omnibus Podcast. Okay, so yeah, there's that. Um, thanks for listening in, guys. Please do it again. That would be clutch. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Blam. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>